Should the Raptors trade Pascal Siakam for Jonathan Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins? Welcome back to the Raptors NBA podcast. We are your hosts, Alex Drobin and Andy Redding. We have a lot to get to today. We're going to start off with what we're, what's happening with the Raptors, that horrible Knicks loss, the trade rumors. Then we'll get into the in-season tournament, which has actually been incredible. And then we'll talk about a couple of other things at the end. So first off, Andy and I went to the game against the Knicks on Thursday. Or when was it? Thursday. Thursday. Friday. 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 Uh, seemed like we had no chance the entire game. Knicks blew us out. Andy, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, the vibes were down. The vibes were bad. Just like a lot of it was sold out technically, but we noticed a lot of the seats were empty. A lot of guys showing up late. On a Friday night, fans just weren't into it. The Knicks fans were louder. A lot of Knicks fans around us at the game. They were uh, showing out. Good, good fan base. Good for them. Uh, yeah, that was that was ugly. Great fan base. There were a few dudes in front of us who were just like going off the entire game. We had a couple that was right beside us that actually made the trip to Toronto, which we don't see too often. It doesn't seem like too many opposing fans come to the Scotiabank Arena to watch their team play. But since New York is so close for all of you guys that are watching in the States, New York is like literally an hour flight from Toronto. Um, so there were a lot of a lot of Knicks fans and it was great for them, you know, for their side. And then I wanted to just touch on Jalen Brunson for a second because mm-hmm. He's like going off. He's averaging 25 points a game, 3.7 rebounds, 5.5 assists. And it seemed like he was the best player on the court the entire game. Hitting timely threes, playing great defense, getting into the paint, nice little dimes. Jalen Brunson's the one. Knicks fans beside us, we asked them who their most valuable player is. And they like, without hesitation, Jalen Brunson. I asked you a question during that game. Would the Mavs be better off? with Jalen Brunson instead of Kyrie. And you said no. You're still sure about that? It's it's a tough it's a tough question because I think Jalen Brunson was first of all he was never going to stay there because of all of his connections to New York. But secondly, I think that Kyrie is playing really well as well. And Jalen Brunson wanted to take that step forward. So I don't know how long that thing would have lasted over there. So like I understand what you're saying and he is he was great on the Mavs, but I, I don't, I think Kyrie's disgusting over there, man. Those guys take turns. Kyrie's nasty. So I think that's a toss up question. Um, but I think he's better off on the Knicks. Uh, just quickly. Also, we had a parlay going an in-game parlay for three things to hit. Andy, do you remember, do you remember what they were? Uh, Scotty and Pascal over 20 points. And then, uh, RJ Barrett over 18, I think. Yeah, so so we got to Scotty and uh, Pascal being over 20 with like a couple minutes left in the third. And then RJ Barrett, he had to get to seven. He got to get over 17 and a half. We put down 50 bucks and it was like it was like plus 800. And um, he only got to 15 points where it's weird. RJ's back home. He's back in Canada. And for everyone knows, you know, he's from Mississauga. He's from around Toronto. Um, we, we thought he was going to get that over, but barely he missed didn't, He didn't get much crunch time minutes either. He was on the bench for a lot of it too. You know what? Like we don't even want to talk about this game too much because the Raptors are once again, so mediocre, which leads us to our next point. <laughs> Bill Simmons 
the pod goat came on his podcast and said the other day that, you know, he has his trade rumors going on. He had, um, he had his trade machine going. He basically said that a trade from, from the Raptors to the Warriors where Pascal will be going to the Warriors. And in return, we'd be getting Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga. What are your thoughts, Andy? Well, let's not give Bill Simmons too much credit. Let's remember our last podcast on Thursday before the Bill Simmons podcast came out. Yours truly floated the Warriors as a landing spot for Pascal Siakam. You actually did say that first. You were first. Maybe he listened to our podcast and then he copied you. Stop stealing our trade machine ideas. Uh, Pascal for Wiggins plus Kaminga. Mm-hmm. That that makes sense, right? Are we are we? The thought is that Golden State's willing to give up Kaminga because they don't think he's a dude. Are we willing to think he's a dude? It's tough because I've been watching a lot of Warriors games this year, and it seems like he's a little bit lost out there. So I don't know. Maybe he's just still in that system. I think the Warriors have a lot of weird things going on over there in terms of minutes, like Clay. You know, Clay's still getting minutes that he probably shouldn't be over uh, Moses Moody. Um, Kaminga's not getting enough burn. I don't think he's the right fit for that team. Uh, and what, honestly, side note, Golden State has been missing on their drafts lately. James Wiseman, yeah. like, huge miss. Jonathan Kaminga, this could possibly miss, be a miss. They have a couple of young players, but I don't know. I don't know if... Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga f- is worth it for Siakam, even though Wiggins was actually amazing last year. Would you do it? Needs a first round pick or something in there. I don't. I don't know. Kaminga. A couple years ago, we just said we would say Wiseman is a good player, just not the right fit in Golden Stage. And now we're doing the same thing with Kaminga. I don't really want their leftover parts for an All Star player. I feel like they can get more. A better young chip. Uh, but that would be an incredible trade for Golden State. I think that's exactly what they would need to fit that little gap. And if if they want to go small, Draymond could play five. Siakam could play four. Um, now, if you look at Kaminga's line right now, like last game he against uh, the Clippers, excuse me, he got 17 points, six boards. And for the year, he's 11-3-1. and one. So he's just he just seems like a guy right now, right? Like, I don't know. Is he a starter? Probably not. Andrew Wiggins, on the other hand, he's had a bit of a a bit of a lackluster year so far. Uh, let's see his let's see his line right here. One well, out of shape to start the year. Lost his magic, kind of back to pre Golden State. Andrew Wiggins. Uh, he's more just salary filler in this. I don't think the Raptors really really want Wiggins that much. Okay, so you know what? Let's just forget about this trade. This trade is a no. Give him the X. Give him the X. No deal. No deal. Yeah, we're not we're not giving up Pascal for that nonsense. No chumps. You better stop that. You better stop that nonsense. (laughs) Say it again, Andy. Stop that nonsense. No deal. Tell him once again. Stop the nonsense. No deal. One One last time for good luck. You better stop that nonsense. No deal. <laughs> no deal. All right, moving on. This moving is... on. What this? I want to. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. On. Yeah. Let's talk one more thing on Raptors before we move on. Yes. Uh, Darko. 
has promised the team he'll take them out for an all-expenses-paid dinner if the Raptors win three games in a row. They have yet to do that this year. Will this happen this year? And if so, what will this dinner look like? Better be a nice dinner. They better be going to Jacob's or something or um, Soto Soto Drake's restaurant uh, because the Raptors have been so lackluster, average at best. Let's see the schedule right now. First of all, I like that idea. I think he should be taking them out to dinner before going on a run, and maybe that will potentially get them on a run as opposed to, ooh, if you guys, (laughs) like they can all afford dinner, right, Darko? Like, let's chill out. So let's see their schedule for a second. Let's see what they can do. Do you um, think Darko is one to splurge on a nice dinner, though, or is he going to take him to Boston Pizza? Hey, Boston Pizza. Which is the nice. The greatest chain restaurant of all time. The GOAT. The GOAT. For those that don't know, while Andy and I were in school, we both served and bartended at Boston Pizza on Dixon Road. Shout out to David Bat. We the slammed absolute, those pies. The absolute dog. All right, let's look at their schedule. We're playing the Heat. Sorry, the Raptors are playing the Heat tomorrow at 7.30. Tough, 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 tough. tough. Raptors <laughs> playing Hornets Friday. There we go. At Hornets. Then at Knicks on Monday, L. Um, <laughs> Hawks, Hawks, Wednesday, Friday. Mm, what? That's Hawks. so strange, man. Back-to-back at home. Ra- Hawks at Raptors, Hawks at Raptors. Wednesday producing, and Friday. That's strange. travel. There's a few of those this year. Ooh, Andy, this might be it. What? Hawks at Raptors Wednesday. Hawks at Raptors Friday. Hornets at Raptors Monday. You think they're going to take both from the Hawks? I don't think they're getting to that dinner then. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? We're never going to get it all season then. <laughs> no. Because I'm like, empty, wait, this I- is hey, Alex, you know what? In the spirit of this, how about this? If the Raptors win four games in a row this year, I will take you and one of our subscribers out for an all-inclusive all-inclusive dinner, courtesy of Big Andy. To where? Uh, to the Boston Pizza Lounge. Woo! So, well, Boston Pizza Lounge. Honestly, the Boston Pizza Lounge has never missed once. Never missed a single time. Uh, no, I'm just looking through the schedule, and it seems like it's going to be impossible, man. Like Nuggets at Raptors, Raptors at 76ers, L. Jazz at Raptors, we could get that dub. Uh, Raptors at Wizards, that's two in a row. But then we play the Celtics, so that's an L. I, I feel don't like Darko looked through this schedule and thought the same thing as us. Like, oh, I can just say this. I'm never paying. <laughs> I'm never paying. Uh, okay, all right. That's just that. That's enough on the Wait, do you want to mention the other thing, or do you want to do that after? The in-season. Well, let's mention the other thing. All right, go ahead. The sports world is a buzz right now. Shohei Otani, rumors that the Jays are talking to him. Seems like there's a good chance Shohei could sign in Toronto. Got me thinking. This is probably, if it happens, the largest, biggest signing in Canadian sports history. Way bigger than any NHL or Raptors signing ever. How come the Raptors are never a big enough player as the Jays are? How come LeBron was never linked to the Raptors? KD was not really. People just like made up a thing about his childhood favorite team, but he never was. 
You know, we have to do some research because I can't think off the top of my head. But who is the biggest signing that the Raptors have ever had? Signing, not a trade. Right? We got Kawhi Leonard, but that was via trade. I got and, one word. Sorry? A one word for you. Ball. Hito Turklu. Biggest signing in Raptors history. That is weak. That is Pathetic. weak. All that guy didn't. No, I'm kidding. Late. Hey, I like Hito Turkoglu. Let's not get crazy. But as the biggest signing in a team's history, uh, that seems like it's not the best. Um, listen, you know me. I'm I'm a Jays fan, of course, through and through. I've been a little bit off the Jays wagon for the last little bit because I don't know. It just seems like we've been disappointing for the last few seasons. The fact that like when you type it, when you type this in, there are probably 50 reports off the top of my head. Um, Sportsnet, Toronto Sun, CBS Sports, uh, Jay's Journal, um, Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. Yeah. MLB.com. Like latest news. So, if this happens, this is the biggest signing. Of course, I think it has to be the biggest signing in Toronto sports history. We've never had anyone that good. And I think in terms of, eyeballs um the you know for example we just re-signed austin matthews so that's a big signing but in terms of global scale it's nothing compared to something like a show shohei Tani would do do you just what are the what, what are the possibilities of that happening though can you know you know baseball way better than me what do you think 10 to 10 to 15 percent i don't know there it's a chance right the Jays are owned by Rogers, who has a ton of money, one of the richest, if not the richest team, which makes me think, why can't the Raptors, who are owned in part by Rogers and Bell, why can't they afford or bring in a huge dude? Man, that would be incredible. Think about the buzz that that would cause. That would be incredible. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Well, we got that out of the way. I agree Get with you. That would be insane if that happened. Um, our stadiums will be packed. Uh, moving on. The in-season tournament has been a huge success. I've never seen crowds as crazy as they have been over the last few games. Yesterday, for example, I was watching the uh, Indiana and Celtics game in Indiana, and the crowd was insane. It was low. There's no chance. First of all, I can't remember any time in the beginning of December where crowds were going as crazy as they were, unless it was like a double OT game or something. But I think this in-season tournament has gotten everyone's attention and they've done a really good job. What are your thoughts overall? No, I'm with you. We were both skeptical of it at first. We haven't really talked about it that much before the semifinals, really, or the quarterfinals. Uh, No, I was skeptical, but it's just something to play for when it's an 82-game season and there's nothing else to play for. It's a genius, a genius move. I could I could see the NHL copying this and other leagues. Baseball could copy this. It's trailblazing. And it's funny because initially we were completely confused about the formatting of it and like what was actually happening. But um, all of these teams seem to care. Even, you know, the teams that have players like Damian Lillard had a really good quote. And he was basically saying, like, you know, for himself, that 500 grand or 200,000 bucks, five five hundred thousand dollars goes to every player on the winning team. 
and two hundred thousand dollars goes to every player on the losing championship team. So everyone's getting money who if you're in the finals. But mm-hmm. he had a really good quote because he was like, you know, that money doesn't make th- that big of a difference to people like myself or people that are 10, 15 year vets that are making insane money. But for some guys that are like scratching the surface of this roster that are on the team, you know, $500,000 or 200 grand can make a huge difference in their lives. So when a superstar came out and said that, you know, I think it got people's attention and it made them kind of switch on this tournament. And I feel like it's, yeah, it's been really working. This game yesterday, um, Indiana Celtics, incredible game. Tyrese Halliburton, I heard somewhere that it was his first time it was his first time on a TNT game, on a national game. He drops his first career triple-double in that national game. That's crazy. Good for him. Clutch. What else? I feel like, I feel like it's clearly Halliburton's coming out party. Uh, speaking of him, he's just dominated this year in this in-season tournament. He is the best player so far. Uh, you critiqued his shot on our podcast about a month ago. Do you want to issue a public apology? I'm not apologizing for. <laughs> Listen, his shot might be the ugliest shot in the league. It's like a Sean Marion mixed with whatever, but it works. He hit two or three three pointers yesterday that were just ridiculous. Coming off of a weird screen, like reaching into the. Um, reaching into the cookie jar, you know, reaching into the basket. Right. Like, it seems like when he's open, his, his form is fine. But when he's defended aggressively, his form kind of switches up, but he still hits those shots. What was his line yesterday? So it was 26, 13, and 10. Yeah, triple-double. I have a question for you. Yeah. Is he a top three point guard in the league right now? Top three. Yeah. Top three. Mm, that's such a high number. Is he, okay. In answering this, mm-hmm. is he better than his old teammate, Jaron Fox? Yes. So do you think the Kings messed up by trading Halliburton instead of Fox? I think the Kings have a solid little vibe going over there with Fox and uh, Sabonis. So I don't, I don't necessarily think they messed up that badly. Um, but looking at how he's playing right now, like it just it seems like he's really good. If you match them up against each other, let's see this. So Halliburton's Halliburton's line this season is so he's 27 points a game, 12 assists a game. He's leading the league in assists, four rebounds a game. Now, if you look at um, the other team who was in the in-season tournament yesterday that actually lost, so the Kings lost to the Pelicans yesterday. Pelicans 127, Kings 117. De'Aaron Fox, had he had a decent game, it seemed like, because he dropped 30, five rebounds, four assists, but he was minus nine. So, like, he was getting beat on offense. Like, defensively, he wasn't the best in yesterday's game. So, that's a really good question. Um, I, I think... The they're just fit, good teams, good fits for both teams. So, sure. but I still That's, think Halliburton is better right now. They actually have the same record, eleven and eight. 11. There's a lot of nice guard, to call them top three. There's a lot of nice guards. Shea Gilgis, Dame is he better than Dame? 
Right now, I put him over Dame. Oh. Right now. I would, man. Dame doesn't play defense. You know, Dame can play defense, but I think he likes to kind of keep his energy for the O because they need him much more on offense than they need him on defense. So I think he's better than Dame. Shea Gilgis, I Shea's better than him. Steph's Steph. better than him. Yeah. So I'd say what? Steph one. Are we putting Luca into a point guard category? I don't know. I think some people do, but I don't think of him as a point guard. He's like a do all three to me. A do all three. Interesting. Because if Luca's there, if Luca's there, Luca's tied for first, I think. Yeah. Um, because he's been going off. But anyways, good conversation. Um, back to this Wrong. game for a second though. Did you yeah. did, what did you think of the energy? Oh, it was electric. Do you okay? Is that in part because these are young, hungry teams that haven't won a chip like with these rosters. Like, would would Bucks fans care as much as Pacers or Celtics or Pelicans fans? It's a good question. I don't think they would, but we're gonna see what happens. Uh, when is it? Tomorrow? Hold on. Because the in season turn, so this in season tournament uh, finishes off on Saturday. So then the uh, hold on, let me just pull this up. In- Tonight is the uh, Lakers, and who are the Lakers playing? Yeah, so Lakers Suns. So we'll see tonight. Two veteran teams, Suns Lakers playing it out tonight, as well as the Knicks versus the Bucks. So I think. If LeBron wins something like this, it's just another thing to put on his mantle. He won the first ever end season tournament. That'd be great. Um, I think same thing with the Bucks. Giannis probably wants this. As long as they're competitive people on on these teams, I think it's. I, think I mean, if, if LeBron wins this, he's finally got something over MJ. <laughs> finally, something over finally. MJ. <laughs> That's a good one. So yeah, it's gonna be Pacers against either the Knicks or the Bucks, and then the Pelicans versus either the Suns or the Lakers. Hey, let's talk the Pelicans. Other winner last night. Mm-hmm. Let's talk the Pellies. The Pellies. strong game. That team we talked like last week. We were talking about how deep this team is. They can mm-hmm. just run ten guys deep, and they all played good last night except for one guy. It was mid. Okay. Not Zion, not very good. And of note. Chuck called him out on national TV last night and said he's not in shape. He just relies on his talent. Is <laughs> do you agree with Chuck? Is that a little harsh to call him out on national TV? But I agree, man. He looks like he's what 20 pounds at like overweight for his position. He's real tired all the time. 10 points, yeah. six assists, six rebounds, three steals, four turnovers, 0 for two from the line or from the three. Five for eight field goals in 28 minutes. He has he spurts at- where he's by far the most athletic person on the floor, by far. But then you're right, he looks tired a lot of the time. So, like, and has he added anything since he joined the NBA? Doesn't have a shot, just kind of puts his head down, goes the lane. That's it. I don't know. He's, do you think, okay, let's play a game. Where will Zion be in five years from now? Will he be, the same as he is now, will he be a superstar? Will he be out of the league? 
It's a tough question, man. I think he'll still be in the league. Absolutely. It's not but, crazy to see him out of the league, though. Like in Europe, just slamming, slamming <laughs> on everybody over there. Uh, no, I think he he's he's gonna figure it out. He must figure it out at some point. Like, what is he averaging this year? He's still going. He's still twenty three a game, five points, eight boards, five assists. Like, he doesn't have a bad line this year. He's pretty good. Um, but his body's gonna break down on. It has and it will. He just plays that style. That's what I mean. If you lose 20 pounds, like he'll be fine. Even 10 pounds. Actually, I don't know. Like, what is his weight at? Actually, let's check this out. Zion. Zion. Weight. 240 is my guess. 284 pounds. Oh. Zion is listed at 6'6, 284. That's absurd. Yeah, if he lost, if he lost, but here's the thing, he won't be as dominant if he loses that much weight, right? Like if he goes, if he loses 20 pounds, it'll be 264, which is, which is fine, I guess. He needs to develop something else. It's uh, a very, very one-way game. Maybe a step back, maybe a little jump shot. No, man, he's still playing pretty well this season, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't count him out. He does need to get into slightly better shape, but um, 23, 6, and 5 is not a bad line. All right, everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening to the Raptors NBA podcast. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, Raptors NBA podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thanks for listening, everybody.